Did you hear something? No. Hmm. Did I? I don't know. nuts or nuts and gum it's simpsons time everybody uh as if this the rest of this set had not provided enough 90s nostalgia for you yes it is simpsons time although today i'm going to talk about a simpsons that happened squarely into the 2000s in season 13 I Am Furious Yellow, written by John Swartzwelder, uh, partially off of an idea pitched by Matt Selman, and directed by Chuck Sheets, and guest starring Stan Lee as himself, uh, hanging around and haunting the comic book store. Now, we have already talked about the Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie episode, um, which, of course, is similar to this because uh, it is the Simpsons staff sort of poking fun at the process of making a cartoon. Um, But I Am Furious Yellow ends up being much more benign you really don't feel like they have an axe to grind as much um, for a couple of reasons Uh, I think that since they're talking about different arms of uh, the animation world namely web animation which is what Bart's cartoon Angry Dad turns into um, and uh, like I don't know, sort of whatever Danger Dog is. I guess that was maybe supposed to be a little bit like The Simpsons, um, but more like, I don't know, like if Life in Hell was turned into a cartoon instead of The Simpsons. Um, And they also talk about superhero comics, of course, because Homer is turned into the Hulk at the end. Um, via Bart's elaborate Rube Goldberg booby trap involving cacti and dirty diapers and uh, finally green paint. And this is, you have to imagine, a nod to Stan Lee being in the episode. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> what I usually do is the night before my show, uh, I watch a DVD of The Simpsons and I watch it without commentary and then I watch it with commentary. Um, and this time, the commentary on the DVD of this was such a delight. Usually there's four people in the room or three or, you know, not very many. Um, but this time, Stan Lee was in the room making comments and there were like 10 other people and they talked about the episode almost not at all because they were so starstruck by him as well they should have been um and he was just charming he was hilarious he kept jokingly complaining about all of the scenes that he was not in saying things like it's been 10 minutes and i'm, I'm not seen on screen anymore what what is this uh and everyone was politely laughing uh, the couple things that I did learn from listening to the commentary were that uh, writer Selman pitched the idea because he was thinking about Matt Groening being very successful um, and having stated in many interviews that he was a goof off in school and did not do well in school um, and only drew, drew cartoons during class. Um, And, you know, so that is what gave rise to Principal Skinner's displeasure with the assembly speaker, uh, who I guess is supposed to be based on a famous and very successful cartoonist. Um, he doesn't look like Matt Groening, but he has a uh, identical career trajectory, I guess. Um, because he announces that he didn't study and he didn't work hard and you know he still is beloved by millions and millions of people all right the plot of the episode this guy comes to the assembly at springfield elementary screens a preview of danger dog the easter special um featuring Molly Ringworm and her puke Ray, you know, so all these school-age kids are watching cartoon dogs puke all over the place, and they love it. Um, I love when Nelson hears, the mayor's barf is worse than his bite, and he goes, ah, le mot juste. I really enjoy that. Um, and so then there's mayhem in the school. Nobody is paying attention. Everyone is just drawing cartoons all day. And Bart wants to be a cartoonist. And um, he goes to the Android's dungeon and tries to sell his comics to comic book guy. And Stan Lee is there and uh, says that his comics are terrible, but gives him some advice uh, to pick a character, just one memorable character. Uh, and it will it will then take off mark his words uh, and so that is how Bart creates Angry Dad by looking at Homer um, you know doing things that make him angry like trying to fold up a folding chair which then catches fire uh, <laughs> and ending up underneath the couch um i think when he's trying to find something in the couch the remote control possibly being stuck in traffic you know etc 
Angry Dad becomes wildly popular with the kids at school. And Bart is doing a book signing when an anonymous guy who I don't think is named comes up and says, Bart Simpson, creator of Angry Dad, I'm from the internet and we would like, uh, you know, to get the rights to it and make it into an internet cartoon, a web cartoon, um, which it turns out a lot of people uh, on the Simpson staff have also done. Things like Jesus and his brothers and Queer Duck uh, and others have been done by Simpson staff. Those are only the ones that they will admit to doing. <laughs> uh, so Angry Dad becomes great, um, very, very popular, and Homer finds out that he is the basis for Angry Dad, and he becomes even angrier, and then he tries to suppress his anger, resulting in tumors that grow on his neck because he's not, uh, he has no outlet for it. Um, the betterthantv.com, I think it's called, company that has bought Angry Dad goes under in the blink of an eye and all of Bart and Lisa's stock is worthless. But since, you know, since they're kids, Bart is like, oh, that's fine. At least I don't have to come up with any more cartoons. Um, but he realizes too late that he has still set the booby trap. Um, which finally dumps Homer into a kiddie pool of green paint. And so he walks around looking and acting like the Hulk even after he has tried to suppress his anger. And it all ends in the hospital when Dr. Hibbert says that by making him angry in the first place, Bart has saved his father's life. Uh, and that is the whole story. Uh, the little pieces of animation that are the real Angry Dad clips are great, you know, like they're supposed to look crappy, but they, they are funny, like in that little idiom. Um, and one of the other few things that I learned from the commentary was that director Chuck Sheets uh, animated those himself to look like flash animation, even though they weren't flash animation, uh, because there wasn't enough time to actually get it done in flash. So when you see Angry Dad, like, pressing the wrong button and a mushroom cloud uh, appears in the window and then he gets fired and his head becomes a mushroom cloud because his head exploded. That is fake flash animation. And the same with the Bin Laden in a blender and those other sample web cartoons that are shown to Bart in the beginning. It's interesting to me that they call those lumps that pop up on Homer's neck boils. Because, I don't know, I wonder if that was a sensor note that they couldn't call them tumors because that, you know, talking about cancer is a little bit too sensitive. That's what my guess would be. But who am I? Just a, a humble, not even a web cartoonist, a web radio DJ. Who loves The Simpsons?
I love the kids uh, all drawing what they think are going to be their great cartoons after Jeff Jenkins speaks to the clat to the school. Nelson is like, my character is called Danger Cat. <laughs> it was Danger Cat. Millhouse's was called Trouble Dog. And Bart's was called Danger Dude, but he was a dog. You know, not everyone has the talent to think up something original. Shouldn't Matt Groening know this best of all because the Simpsons were named after his own family? It's great. It is one of, um, you know, in the era of the Simpsons when it's not the 90s anymore, the, uh, the shows are maybe, you know, according to some, becoming a little tired. The series is going downhill a little bit. This one definitely stands out. And, uh... Stands the test of time as something that is really funny. Angry Dad came back um, right around the time they were doing the Simpsons movie. They had an episode that revolved around Angry Dad the movie. Another very meta thing that the Simpsons definitely loves to do at this point in history. Um, and Stan Lee, who it was clear had a very, very good relationship, uh, working relationship with the people on The Simpsons who adore him, also came back. He guest starred in uh, the comic book guy marriage episode. And I believe he even officiated comic book guy's wedding, which is great. Stanley seemed very happy with the fact that Comic Book Guy exists um, because, you know, that's an archetype that he knows very well. And it's true that The Simpsons, back in the 90s, with episodes like uh, Three Men in a Comic Book, um, were one of the first things in pop culture to talk about superhero comics as as something that was like a received canonized form this was ages before things like uh the big bang theory or community or anything like that uh i would say that the only thing before the simpsons that really discussed pop culture in as smart a way was Wayne's World, uh, but even they, I don't think Wayne and Garth really read comics that much. At least I can't remember that they did. Um, I hope you've enjoyed Simpsons time. Elvis Costello with I'm Not Angry, of course. This has been Simpsons Time Through the Debigulator. I was your host, Amanda Nazario, and I thank you so much for listening to this podcast. 
If you like the podcast, if you have suggestions for the podcast, if you want uh, to communicate with me for any reason, you can drop me a line, amnaz at gmail.com. That is amnaz with two Zs. And uh, the whole origin of that nickname is something that I will get into some other time uh, to be decided, totally unspecified time. I'll be back next week with another one of these. Which episode will it be? You don't know, but I know. All right, true believers. That's uh, that's going to be it. Talk to you later. Take it all back, I'm